Hey, Maniacs. Just Mark checking in to let you know that this is a special episode of the podcast in a couple of ways. First of all, it's we did it live on YouTube on Saturday. So this is a pretty much audio version of what we did on YouTube. You can either listen to it or watch it on YouTube if you want. What you will notice is this version in the audio is missing the first 12 minutes because I forgot to hit the record button, unfortunately, of us covering season 18, episode 5, Saints and Sinners. You can listen to the missing 12 minutes on YouTube if you want and read the chat and do all that good stuff. We enter in the middle of the episode, basically. So here you go. Have fun, maniacs. Have a happy holidays. Look out for not only this episode coming out, but also our holiday parody song will re- release soon on YouTube, and we'll, I'll send out notifications about all that. Have a happy holiday, and enjoy. Anyhow, yes, Cam is... I'm going to butcher your name, Asgerder. You're right. Cam is super good at her job. I wish they would focus more on how good she is at her job and less trying to, like, make her look so fakey competitive. Like, she's too educated and, and, and smart and confident to need her ego boosted by beating Nelson at things. And Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. So, Midsummer Cecily... Uh, they think they found Cecily's body. And so where they found her, they have put up a memorial and a rose garden. Yeah. Including the fakest stone I have ever seen. Okay. <laughs> and so, we got a picture of it. So this is the stone at Cecily's grave. It looks plastic. It looks like it's painted with house paint. Yes. And like, what is she doing there? She's praying. There's like a little altery thing in front of her. Yeah, but the hands of God are like in it. I know. Oh, no, it's a bird. It's, it's a bird. It's a bird? Yeah, it's a bird. It's a weird stone. <laughs> it's shiny. You're right. It's shiny. Like it's painted with latex paint. Yeah. As somebody who's made a lot of fake tombstones, I can say, you could have done so much better than that. And when the backhoe comes down on it, you can sort of see the blue foam on the inside for a second. Yes. Uh, I just want to make a note to the people who are listening on audio on Monday. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't start the recording at the start. Oh, no. So we missed the first 12 minutes of things, but uh, you can go on YouTube and watch it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you caught that now. Yes. Yeah. So so Cecily Stone is like... Just, I have like a million buttons to all press at once. Cecily so. Stone is so super fake. Um I mean, I know it's it's hard to make props like that, but they could have done a lot better job on and that. And the building around it is like kind of weird also. Like it's kind of... It's like a bus shelter. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, why would you put that over that? <laughs> I, I guess so you could hang out there and not get wet. I guess. Or to keep the foam stone from getting wet. <laughs> if, the, if, the, if the water gets on the foam... And what I don't like... Like, I do understand that they have those plants in front of it to mm-hmm. give it some 3D, like, it's foreground, midground, background. It makes it look a lot better, but it it just is, ugh, that, <laughs> that stone. Anyway, we've complained it's about rough. that long enough. Okay, yep. so let's talk about townies, right? 
So we've got Valerie Horton, who owns the pub. Yes, Braveheart. Is, Whoops, indeed. And <laughs> is the church um, busybody, right? She's the village busybody, Valerie. And her son, Jared, who helps her run the pub. Yes. Who you've made reference to as yes. Death in Paradise. Yeah, he's so... He, I didn't realize how good of an actor he was till I saw this episode. Yeah. Because he does a really good job of being a completely different person than he is in Death in Paradise. The actor's name is Ralph Little, yeah. and he's the he's the most recent detective on Death in Paradise and plays this yes. hypochondriac, yeah. allergic, kind of skittish, but very smart detective. Um, yeah, this is a completely different character. What do you know? Actors can act. Are you shocked? Then the other townies are... Noah and Rhiannon Sawney, who run the campground. <laughs> yeah, that campground. Uh, like, Why would anybody go there to camp unless they were there for Sicily Day? Yeah. Plus, like that's the only reason you would go there. I guess. I don't understand camping in England because you could just drive home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, okay, we went on a hike. Now we can drive home. Or hop on a train and go home. Hop on a train and go home. Yep. Or stay in a pub. I don't know. I guess. So. <laughs> We're not campy people, as you can imagine. <laughs> so, so there's all this tension, right? Because what we learn is that Jared has been a bad boy in the past and whacked a vicar in the head with a candlestick and stolen all the silver from the church, which then got buried in the same spot where they found Cicely's body along with the bloody shirt he was wearing when he did it. I and don't the, understand that. And in the six years he did that, he couldn't have dug it up and sold the silver? Maybe that's why they put the stone on it, to keep Jared from digging it up. No, no, Jared. No, no. The <laughs> oh, evidence, no. There's a plastic stone on it. I can't do it. The evidence of your crime is buried now, and you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't want anybody to know about that, right? I guess no they make it sound like the the old vicar didn't die from being struck with the candlestick but uh clearly something bad happened to him because he didn't identify jared as his attacker he got away with it and i would think if he wasn't dead he would have said he did it charlie has an interesting line here he goes everybody should have a hobby as long as they keep it legal and i everyone looks at him like what are you talking about (laughs) it's a weird line out of nowhere. Yep. This is where we find out that Sicily, the martyr, yes, was tortured. Yes. For heresy. She her, suffered so much. And her pinky toe was removed. <laughs> so we can't show it, but both Sarah agreed that this is very reminiscent of the Harlem Knights pinky toe scene <laughs> where... Um, what is his name? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy shoots uh, the the pinky toe off the the sort of Chicago madam. Madam, yeah. She's like, "Ooh, you done shot off my pinky toe." <laughs> She's mad. Well, they have a fight too. Oh and yeah, she beats the crap out of yeah, Eddie Murphy. and then he shoots off her pinky toe. <laughs> I just kept thinking about Cicely getting her pinky toe. Ooh, you done cut off my pinky toe. <laughs> You're going down. So we we had a couple of conversations about this and realized that we needed to look into this because I will admit, prior to this conversation, I, I didn't know a lot about Protestant martyrs, right? We think of martyrs as being saints and they're mostly Catholic. Yeah. But... 
Bloody Mary is the reason that there are Protestant martyrs. Yeah, well, she's a Catholic ruler that took over. Right. Yeah. So what happened, if if you guys don't remember your history class or you never were fortunate enough to study um, English royalty going back to the 1500s, is that ha- after Henry VIII, you know, um, invented the Anglican Church, yes. you know, Protestantism the started angry to spread. The angry bastard religion. Right. Then he dies and there's kind of some question about who's going to be ruler after him, right? His yep. son then dies at 15, so he doesn't hold the throne. And then there's this big argument about whether Lady Jane Grey or his daughter Mary will be queen, right? Big argument. Near civil war. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they fight about it a little bit, right? Mary wins, and she ends up reigning from 1553 to 1558. Yes. Right? So five years of persecuting anybody who agreed with Henry, Henry. basically. Right. So if you were a Protestant under the reign of Mary I, you could have been exiled. Um, then reconciliation, yes. which means forced conversion. Yeah. You can reconcile with your wrongness, basically. Um, or punishment, which means you were burned at the stake. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, like, this is really difficult because it's like over doctrine mm-hmm. here at this point in time and over the leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you pledge your allegiance to the to Pope or not. The Pope or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Which I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm totally uh, jilted about the whole thing. I would be like, oh, there's a Protestant in power. I'm a Protestant now. Yeah. Oh, there's a Catholic in power. I'm a Catholic now. Right. Like <laughs> these people had principles, though, Mark. Yeah, I have no principles. They about actually that like stuff. believed in their religion and stuff, and you know. So yeah, about 300 people died during her reign because they were labeled as heretics. So we're I, assuming Sicily died in this during that time. Yeah. 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 But there. <clears throat> excuse me. And so we should celebrate her her death. By burning furniture. Yeah. Okay. Because she was burned at the stake. Okay. No, because no. they've got her bones. So, um, but so when I was re- researching this, I found this incredible thing. Okay. <laughs> so in 1563, this guy named John Fox, who, who was a member of the church, yeah. wrote this book called Fox's Book of Martyrs. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a frog in my throat. It's which, okay. It's kind of a funny name for a book. It is. <laughs> you know. Um, but what it does is it lists all the people who were executed during this time and who they were and what their lives were like. Because though he was a Catholic, he didn't think that these people should be killed because they believed in the same God, right? So he he was a good guy, yeah. right? Um, By the way, to answer your question, yes, this does count as... Catholics versus Anglicans on your bingo card. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So there's this great story where, um, so John Fox says that uh, this woman whose name is just Joan of Kent. Joan of Kent. I'm Sarah of Bloomington, apparently. I don't know. Joan of Kent. um, She's been labeled a heretic and she's going to burn, right? Burn her. And so he goes to- She's a witch. No. He goes to this royal chaplain, John Rogers, and says- John, we're both men of the cloth. I don't think this is right. This shouldn't happen. 
<clears throat> Joan shouldn't get burned, right? Okay. But Rogers refuses to help. Yes. His reasoning is that he claims, and I quote, Okay. The method of execution was sufficiently mild for a crime as grave as heresy. And this is burning of the stake? Burning to death is sufficiently mild. Uh, no. <laughs> so he won't help, right? So Joan of Kent gets burned, right? But then later, Mary decides that John Rogers is a heretic and he gets burned. Meanwhile, Fox is like, I'll just go write my book of murders. Do to do do to do. <laughs> that apparently Pi Pi read in high school. Ah. That's an interesting high school. Uh, yeah. Wow. I don't know about <laughs> reading that. That doesn't sound like fun. But I was like, wow, that there is justice in the world. That's a comeuppance, isn't it? Yeah, that's definitely comeuppance. I could find no evidence that cutting off people's toes was ever part of of that um that reign of terror there. Now, they did hold people's feet over fire. You so see, they would slowly burn. See, I think that's a Lisa thing to symbolize to us that he doesn't know whether or not it's the real Sicily. Right. I think I think that's a nod from Lisa to the viewer that says, we're not, we all know that a missing toe like that's not really a symbol. Well, and you'd have to come up with some kind of torture that would leave a, a, a sign on the skeleton, right? Yeah. I mean... If your feet were burned really badly, there's not going to be any evidence of that on your bones. Yeah. There had to be something done to their bones. Exactly. And poor old me and my awful internet history. My God. <laughs> I went looking to find out. If, if I disappear, folks. I no, they're going to come get me. I'm going to disappear <laughs> for the sites I have to look at for this show. Um, so I went looking to see if removing people's toes was ever part of torture, even in like the Spanish Inquisition. I went way back, right? Yep. And I wound up, oh my God, it's so bad. I wound up on foottalk.blogspot.com. Oh, baby. Um, and read the whole history of foot torture. Oh. Uh, and I won't, I won't expose you to that, but I will expose you to the one sentence description of this site. Okay. This will not appear in the show notes. <laughs> <sighs> this is how the author of the site describes himself and his site. Okay. A flaneur, which means like a, an idle person. Yes. And pedal savant dedicated to inform and entertain those fascinated by feet and shoes. Read this blog and you will never trust yourself alone with a pair of shoes again. Wow. Now, okay. I come Killer from, shoes? I do understand. <laughs> like Toronto has a Bata shoe museum. Like there's a whole museum oh, about shoes. Oh, I know. Shoes. People so who study it, fashion. It's an interesting topic for sure. Mm -hmm. But wow. Ooh. No, no. I will also warn you not to, to Google Rose and Chalice. Because there is a weird place in L.A. Now everybody's going to go looking for it. <laughs> There's this weird place in L.A. 
the front of the website is a black building with no signs, no <laughs> nothing. It's is this a, like this place in Toronto that I sent you to the other day? No, it's weirder than oh, that. Oh, it's weirder than that? Because the place in Toronto at least says like, hey, we've got hot tubs and people do stuff in the hot tubs, right? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty transparent about yeah. what they are. The Rose and Chalice in LA is an absolute mystery. You don't know anything about what they do unless you become a member. Awesome. But they have, quote, events. I don't know what those are. <laughs> wow. I, it's, it's weird. It's yeah. really weird. Now everybody's going to be looking at it. That site's going to get so much traffic now. It's, ah. no, no, thank you. I don't want to know anything more and about the, and that. And the Rose and Chalice, I would say, is an aptly named pub. Yes. And I will tell you that in the list of martyrs that Fox made for his book, there is a woman named Cicely. Oh. But her last name is Orms. Orms. Um, she was the wife of Edmund Orms, a worsted weaver. A worsted weaver? And she was burnt in September of 1557 as a heretic. So maybe maybe that's where the first maybe name comes from. Because I wasn't even sure if Sicily was a name back then. I, I didn't know, like, but apparently it was. All I can think of is Cicely Tyson. And that's a completely different a Very different person. Yeah. Yeah. So the Reverend, Reverend Peter Corby... And Christopher Corby, the antiquarian, are brothers. Yes. And you have to assume that Christopher is the older brother, which is why he has this life of leisure. He lives in this big house. He's got all of his stuff, his yep. research, all that stuff, um, while Peter is a reverend. He's totally the guy with the red lines going. Oh, with the string? Speaking the of, at, at the dig site, I did notice they have a map of Northern Europe. Why would you have a map of Northern Europe on the dig site? It's like having a globe on the dig site. Where are we again? I think we're right about like there, I think. Yeah. Like if it if they had talked about pilgrims or pilgrimages or something like that, maybe there's a reason to have that map, but no other reason. We have yet to mention one character in this episode who I think is incredibly important. Okay. Hannah Dewsbro. Okay. So... I, Hannah is a superwoman. I have to I have to talk about this. <laughs> that, that I kind of get Valerie and Hannah mixed up. Okay, Valerie runs the pub, Hannah yes. runs the farm. Yeah. Hannah has a gun. That's the difference. And Valerie has no bottom lip. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just Hannah is a one-woman force of nature. She, she runs is. a dairy farm as By well herself. as well as some kind of grain farm. Alone, apparently? Yeah. You don't need anybody else. She's got a dog and a shotgun. Yeah. And she makes it happen. She And she carries that shotgun all over the place. Yeah. After she brings the detectorists back to the campsite, she's like, That yeah, so should have course, been Toby and the other I know. Guy. I know. It's from, from the show. She's like, of course, I have a license for this, and I usually keep it locked up. Then, Hannah, why is it over your arm for the like, rest of the episode? The whole time? All the time. Yeah. She's like making tea, carrying her gun, getting dressed, carrying her gun, petting the dog, carrying her gun. I mean, driving along, carrying her gun. She's always got it. Yeah. Because these yahoos keep, you know, creeping onto her farm to detect. Well, with the no security. It's it's hard to secure a farm. A big farm like that? There's yeah, always going to be gaps. Yeah, you can secure a dig site at the very least. Well, Yeah. And then there's Dexter. Yes. The fake. So so Dexter is the boyfriend of Zoe. Her current kind of dig boyfriend. 
mm-hmm. right? But when Penny interviews him, she knows right away that, that he's, he's not, not who he says he is. Who he says he is. Which this is so. This episode came out when, like, 2014. Yeah. There, there. You'd Google him. You, there is no way <laughs> that you could have pretended to be somebody else. This like falls that. into the bucket of that's not how archaeology works. Yes. Right. There would it would be a team of people, mostly grad students. They would all come from the same university, probably, or maybe a partner university. You would not be taking applications from some random archaeologist nobody had ever met who's not a grad student or anything else and letting them come onto the site. Yeah. But since Penny's the killer, she's like, hey, here's somebody pretending to be somebody they're not. I can take advantage of that. I can blackmail him later or manipulate him later. Yeah. But he, ne- He's cute, so he'll distract Zoe so I can get away with stuff. Yeah, so Dexter's working at the, at the dig late at night, mm-hmm. supposedly dating finds. He wouldn't be very good at that. No, because okay? he doesn't know what he's doing. And Noah ransacks the place in like two seconds he's super fast <laughs> he's super fast noah is the flash because dexter goes outside to look around and comes back in and the entire place is wrecked did you notice how much furniture they've got in that tent oh my gosh like big oak desks and yes, oak and map cabinets that, and and then i was obsessed about the map <laughs> And then later, Penny's like, oh, I'll pack it all up. It's okay. Yeah. Are you magic? Yeah. You're going to pack up big furniture all by yourself? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how it's supposed to work. Yeah, she was going to take off. And then there's the weirdest church meeting. So (laughs) there is a meeting that happens, and it's between... who, Who is at this meeting? Let me see again. Stacia, yes, his sweater does say the dude abides. Yes. It's a Christmas so, so, dude abides. So Valerie, <laughs> Valerie is at the meeting. Yes. And Peter is at the meeting. Rhiannon and Bartholomew. Rhiannon and Bartholomew. Who's the curate. Who are, they're, they're involved. Mm-hmm. It is the weirdest meeting because there are balloons in the background. Why on Sicily Day do we burn furniture and have balloons? I don't know. I don't understand this festival at all. It, it is a weird fate. I don't. I don't get it. And not many people show up. No, it's like just people from the village. Yeah. There's no. There's no sign that like a lot of people flock to Midsummer Sicily just for this event. Like it's like the biggest day of the year. It's where they make all their money, and nobody shows up. Yeah. And, and we have problems about the day, but we'll get to the day. When they do the autopsy for Zoe, mm-hmm. okay, she's lying on the slab. They're shooting from below her head, yeah, up into uh, the faces like Cam of and, yeah, and Barnaby's faces. Her hair does not move. No, why would it? I don't think it's a real person. Oh, like maybe maybe she couldn't be there for that scene, and so they put a. A dummy in a wig I, there? I think there's a dummy in a wig. Yeah. Because... It's a weird angle to shoot that it, shot from. It's a weird angle. And you try to sit there for 10 seconds and not have your hair move when you have hair like Zoe's, right? It would be nearly impossible. Everybody always worries about breathing and blinking, and you're like, my hair moves autonomously from me. It, it does what it wants. <laughs> like, if, you're, if her hair did move, who cares? It's a breeze. Yeah, I just... It's I not just, like she's got tentacles. Yeah. That 
I just think if I just think if it was a living person, pretending they would have shot it from a different body, angle. Yeah, they would have shot it from a different angle, and the hair might have moved. Because <laughs> it's hair. so prevalent in wig, the light. Wig right? hair doesn't move. No, but <laughs> if she moved, then the hair would move. I guess. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. I you focused in on it. Just pointing it out. Here I go ruffling papers. Okay. Penny says this is her dream project. Well, yeah, because you've waited. Okay, so Penny did her dissertation on this. Mm -hmm. Where we're gonna be um give her a gift of saying about halfway through her dissertation, she probably figured out that the horde was real and it was her family. I think she did the dissertation on the Milsons because she knew they were her family, but she thought the horde wasn't real until she did her research. And I think she even says that she learned from Christopher's research about the horde. Yeah. Perhaps being a real thing. She has been working on this plan a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I got to think that she was key in getting some funding to do this dig. And I also don't think like that. I don't think there's a specific, a specific enough inciting incident here because like Zoe is, they find Sicily. That's an exciting, inciting incident. Mm -hmm. But I would have think that Zoe would have pissed her off long before this. Yeah. She must be incredibly patient Yeah, to wait till that moment. And then she does nothing but show impatience after that. Well, now she's got it. Yeah. So now it's on. When when they uncover the bones at the beginning, when Penny uncovers them and she says, I think I found her, Zoe jumps into the pit and physically shoves her out of the way. Yeah. I noticed that. I looked back at that scene to see if Penny gave anything away on her face and she doesn't. Penny, well, okay. So Penny's, the, the woman who plays Penny is a great actress. Yes. There's another scene where she has her body language that is perfect for somebody who who she's pretending to be right yeah. her name's julia sawalha yeah i'm not sure exactly how to pronounce her last name so so zoe's dead right yeah then alex her jerk husband has shown up they sleep in separate rooms she's filed for divorce but he's basically just going to swoop in take credit for everything and yeah. just like own the project finish her book take all the credit because right? supposedly she gives him ideas for the book he writes the books and then she finishes them and mrs barnaby kind of implies that too yeah that maybe that, zoe wasn't the expert that she pretended to be yeah but she was the face of the work that they did right so alex does what people in horror movies do. Yeah, I know somebody's just been murdered. But I'll take a phone call and agree to meet somebody at night in a dark graveyard. Nothing bad will happen to me. Okay. I, I, I have this from my notes. Okay. If anyone ever calls you <laughs> and says, let's meet in the church graveyard. Do not go. No. No. If... If Penny wants to talk to Alex on the down low, say, come to my hotel room. Yeah. Come to the pub. We'll sit over in the corner. Yeah. Where nobody can hear us. No, no. We have to do this in the graveyard. Let's... It would be best if you lied on a gravestone too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was another bad search. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to give you any details, but I looked to see if anybody had ever actually been crushed by a gravestone. 
And everybody I could find was under the age of 10. And there's a lot of them. Oh. It's really unfortunate. That's Sadie McSatterton. Yeah. If you make gravestones, can you secure them a little bit better, please? Yes. Because, wow. But this one has some winky language on it. Okay. So he gets, clo- he get, he's on his phone. He gets chloroformed. Mm-hmm. And then he's knocked out. He's on sort of a flat stone. Right. And then the weirdest headstone ever gets pushed onto him. It says, the body of Thomas blank oh, it says like, under this stone lieth right That's under this stone lieth the body of thomas and then the last name appears to be like weathered away right yeah late of this parish gent who died may be 2d yes that's what it says that's what it says <laughs> well thomas has got more work to do and it, he's it, got to squash alex so it, it's clearly <laughs> not a real piece of stone Looks better than Sicily stone. It looks better than Sicily stone. Yeah. Sicily stone looks like it's carved out of ivory or something. Plastic. Okay. So this whammo, it goes mm-hmm. on top of him. Clearly could kill him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If it fell, it falls on his chest. Yeah. So, yeah, you wouldn't be there, over it. And there's an amount of blood. Unlike last week when the giant ball fell on the bell ringer and there was no blood. Yeah. Okay. So there's a little bit of blood. But what I want you to do... Okay, so that scene in the crime, there, there is the whole discussion going on about what the murder happened and who it is and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But there are two guys with a winch lifting that <laughs> stone like off the, of him. Yeah. Right? With and the they ropes. got chains and ropes and everything. They are doing some of the best pantomime work I have ever seen. Because yeah. they're like lifting that stone like it's 400 pounds. Very heavy. This is super heavy. And they, they are wink, doing wink. a great job. It's so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> they did a good job. Yeah. If you're out there, people who played those background extra parts, good I job. Was, I was at choir practice until 10, not stooping my girlfriend that you find out in like two minutes. Oh, Bartholomew. Yes. Oh, Bart, Bart, Bart. First of all, go by Bart. Yes. Bartholomew is too much of a mouthful. Yes. And second of all, don't be the biggest jerk in the village. I mean, he leads Rhiannon on big time. Yes, he does. And like, poor Rhiannon shows up at the church with her bags packed. She's done it. Yeah, she's left her husband. And he's like, I love all my parishioners. You said you loved me. Yeah, I, I love everybody who I comes love to church. Everybody. I'm thinking about running away with Valerie for fun. If, <laughs> if I was her, I would have kicked that reverend in the balls. Oh my right gosh. There. I would have done something to him. Like, uh, now you're telling me? Now. Okay. You yes. What you yes, Stacia. The two guys doing the thing with the with the pantomime is a mom, mom, I got a part. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But there's more mom, moms, I got a part in this episode. Oh, there are? Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, good. yes. Yes. There, yeah, there is. There is. So then Christopher's house gets broken into and all of his research is stolen. Yes. This is why, kids, we back up research. Yes. Put it in a Google Doc, okay? Store it in the cloud. Don't worry about it. Scan everything. It's okay. It's 2014. They barely had television at this. Really, electricity. <laughs> really. You know, I mean, who can be asked? Um, but all of this stuff is gone. He's like, I don't care. I don't care because I'm right. I'm going to get that hoard and that's going to be the end of it anyway. So it's fine. 
And then the backhoe gets and in, goes into action again and tears up Sicily's monument. Yes. Which nobody notices happen. It's like right in the on middle the edge of, town. of the village green. That would have made so much noise. Separated only by some bushes from like a house. At the very least, the sound of plastic breaking. Never mind that they drove the backhoe all the way from Hannah's farm, like across two fields. Yeah. And then had to slowly drive away back across those two fields. Like that would take forever. And the best is, <laughs> I'm a country kid. You had a, would have to go to the gate and get out and yeah, open, open the, the gate, gate and, and drive and then through and then the shut the gate yeah. again. Because God forbid the cows got out. And does Hannah leave the keys in her backhoe too? I guess no, so. No, she Ow. wouldn't do that. She would not do She would have booby trapped that thing. Yeah. You try to drive it. Kaboo. <laughs> I have... In my notes, why do they need a map of Northern Europe? This is the worst dig ever. <laughs> so that's so, that's when we know that the silver was stolen and that there's bloody clothes in the pit. And you said that the wood that the monuments made out of is weird. No, it's the wood in the fire. The wood in the fire in Sicily's okay. pyre. That's weird. Okay, we'll we'll get there. Okay, because now it's it's Sicily Day. Yes. Right. And he is so pissed. The reverend is so pissed. And he's so at the back of the line. He's pissy Peter. He's like or at Bartholomew. the front of the line. And then he's at the back of the line. Yeah. It's weird. It's a procession of mostly women too. Yeah, it is. And there are some men, but it's almost all women. And I don't know where they're going or why they're going there. I mean, I guess they're going from the church to the monument. Which that, is 10 feet away. That nobody has noticed is like demolished. If if I'm, okay, I'm an old lady. I'm driving to this place to go celebrate Sicily Day. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to drive by the monument on the way to the church. So I can like see it, you know, this is where I'm looking to go. Yep. And. I would have noticed then. Because you would have driven into the village and seen the Midsummer Sicily sign, which is right next to the monument, and went, wait a minute. Yeah. What's that pile of foam over there? Yeah. Monica's absolutely right. All they had to do was go to the nearest house and go, hey, did you hear anything? <laughs> Maybe it's like super stealth digger. Hannah's got super silent digger. No, it makes noises in the episode. <laughs> it's got big headlights and yep. everything. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, people are naive and they just assume that, you know, we don't even lock our doors here. It's okay. No. Um, I hear a backhoe and I just think oh, somebody's doing some gardening. Gardening. Something. <coughs> Jared gets a creepy note and a candlestick in the most silence of the lambs pub basement I've ever seen. Oh, the, okay, let's finish Sicily Day. Well, but this happens before they start, they, they light the pyre as he goes down and gets the candlestick and the bad note in the basement. No, no. Right before that is Sicily Day. And not in my notes. Okay. Do you want to argue about it? No, we're no. not going to argue. He gets the note that says, I know what you've done. Yes. And here's a fine piece of silver to show. <laughs> but the basement in the pub, it's yeah. like... Caged with chicken wire? Yeah, there's like totally a girl in there. <laughs> I don't understand why it's like that. Yeah. The door to the basement is like behind the bar. It's not like they have to, they could secure it easily. Yep. Right? To not let anybody down to mess with the, the you know, the kegs or whatever. 
But it's like a cage in a basement. <laughs> it's where they keep the barkeep. I guess. I don't know. And then we have the rest of Sicily Day. So, so Christopher sa- uh, says, no, Peter says, I'm not going to let this bother us. We're going to go on with the day. Yep. And they go on to the fire. Yes. Which apparently is random junk from people's houses. Yeah. So we have a picture of the fire. I, I have named it in my notes, Weird Logs. So it puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> so in this picture of logs, we see clear metal logs. They look like metal they, logs. And they're exactly the same. They're identical to yeah. one another. Yeah. And and maybe they make like pyre frames that make it easier to make up stack maybe that start with metal to keep it together and won't burn would they not know his notes were in there too i think they would have noticed yeah yeah the brother runs up and is like you burnt my notes like you can see the manila files hanging out the side (laughs) oh somebody just had some paperwork they wanted to burn i'm such a horrible person my first thought is i'm sorry uh, teacher, I couldn't do my homework. My brother burned it on a pyre. <laughs> yeah. My entire dissertation is gone. Who is the dude with the torch? Yeah. Okay. We go back to the weird log. Standing picture. next to Peter. Yeah. This is mom, mom, I got a part. Yeah. Because this guy's like, yep. Yep. I'm here. I'm here. I have the torch. Uh, it's totally mom, I'm on mom. camera this whole time. Mom, mom, I got a part. Why doesn't Bartholomew hold the torch? He's too busy making googly eyes with Rihanna because they're still at this point. At this point, and she does the thing that like dooms any relationship in Midsummer. She's like, this time next year, we'll be here together. No, you won't. Maybe as one of you will die. Husband and wife. No, you no, won't. No, no. <laughs> and he's like, happening. yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, then my favorite murder of the episode happens. Okay. Christopher and the Spirit of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> so Penny tiptoes into his house, grabs a big yeah. spear off the wall. Because, yeah. you know, when you have decorative spears, you just lean them against the wall or whatever. Takes it down. And puts on the stab cam. Yep. Right? Because Creeps up the creaky stairs. He's sitting there in his chair gloating. I'm so cool. I'm going to get all the money. I'm going to sell all that stuff. And she's she must like start at the other end of the house. <laughs> she's not a she's big running. woman. <laughs> ah, across the landing. Ah, through the door. Ah, not boom. making any noise. All the way through him, yep. the chair, out the front. Out the front. And not, this is bloody for Midsummer. Not only does the blade go through him, it's up to the haft. Yeah. Like the entire head of the spear comes out the front of him. He, he is really killed by the spear. Handle. Handle. Yeah. Like, she must have had a running start. Well, and... <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to bring reality into this. First of all, he would have been pushed forward yeah. into the chair. Yeah. Right? Into the desk. And second of all, he would have convulsed if Ooh, that happened. I'm glad we didn't see that. Yeah. like That's worse it, than that foot sight I had it, to look at. If... if <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. Um, <laughs> if 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 that happened to you, you would, your body would convulse. It depends. If it went right through your heart, you'd just die. Oh. 
And so now she puts a little X where his heart is yeah. on the chair, right? Because she's got to aim, right? Right. So she's It's there. hard to do that when she's you're at there. a distance. And, and here I, I'm doing I'm action, action cam. Yeah. Yeah. She runs across the whole entire county, which is like, oh, I can't hear anything. Cause, no. You know, they couldn't hear the digger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes right through him. Yeah. Because, and I think she's in Hulk mode. Yes. Because she's at the basement stair, the base of the stairs, and she's excited to tell him the news. And then she hears him on the phone talking about how he just wants all the money. And she gets so... And so instantly wants to kill him. She gets so enraged. <laughs> that she grabs the spear and gets super strong and just skewers him. Wow. In the reenactment, the spear barely goes into the chair. Yeah. Well... Maybe she pushed it a little bit more later. Like, <laughs> I didn't go all the way through. I got to shove it again. And the horse you rode in on. Hold still, Christopher. I got to, you know, maybe a mallet or something. Whack it a little bit. She gets it through eventually. Yep. He gets found by his cleaner. Yeah. We're, we're missing Mrs. Bundy here. I just think that somebody ought to recognize the fact that cleaners in Midsummer are trauma traumatized people yeah there should be like a support group <laughs> for people who clean houses in midsummer it's just every was one like of a them regular old day and i went into the house and there was a head and blood everywhere, everywhere. yeah <laughs> or uh doesn't a cleaner find um the guy in written in blood who's naked on the floor yep uh, who they later find out he was a crossdresser. That's why he's naked. She, that's a, a cleaner. I mean, I, I think I could think of at least six bodies that have been discovered by cleaners. Yeah. Your glasses are all wonky now. Yeah. There you go. Especially early on in the episodes. They should have like a little support group where they get together. And, the Midsummer you know, Cleaners support group. Yeah. Give each other emotional support. I was also walking my dog. Too bad. You're not a cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now Penny's like, well... Everybody's dead. Let's pack up the stuff. I'll take it to Exeter. I'll keep it safe. It's fine. It's Why okay with me. Why did she not take off with this stuff long before this? <laughs> she could have left immediately. Yep. She could have stabbed Christopher and been like, yeah. well, I guess it's time for me to go and left in the middle of the night. Done. Gone. Right. Yes. But then we couldn't get the awesome showdown. So I'm kind of glad she didn't just leave. So there's another mom, mom, I got to park. Did you notice the... The guy in the autopsy room buffing the table. Yes. <laughs> He's getting it real clean. I'm going to buff this table here. Back when, when George was the coroner, there was a guy who did that too. Yeah. He was constantly like wiping tiny blood spots off of a metal table. Okay. I have a question and this is a, it's, it's not a racist question, but it's a mild, mildly nationalistic question. Okay. Could you find a bat in England? A baseball bat? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you could. You'd have to want to. Yeah. But I think if you went to a sporting goods store of decent size, you could get one. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh. A cricket bat would probably be easier to find, yeah. but I don't think a baseball would, bat would I be would, difficult. I would think he, I, I don't know why he has a real bat here. And I love how he's like, oh, we just came to talk. Dude, With I a have bat. a bat. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here to talk. I'm here to brain you. He's got a baseball bat, and Noah's got his bloody shirt. Yeah. I know what you did, Jared. It's like, I have this bloody shirt. Well, how much is it worth? Um, me swinging this bat against your head? 
Like, why is it even a discussion? Well, Jared's been paying Noah to scare the archaeologists. Yeah. I didn't know Jared had so much money. Apparently he does. Why didn't he do it himself? I don't know. Like, he's trying to cover his own crime. Yeah. That's why he wants Noah to scare them off. Do it yourself. Then you don't have a middleman you got to worry about. If only he'd sold that silver, he'd have more money. <laughs> Apparently, the, the former vicar was mean to Valerie. So Jared whacked him with a candlestick or whatever. In the library. In, no, sorry. No. In the vicary. Yeah. It was Jared in the chapel with the, with the candlestick. That's a Cluedo reference. for our, Or Clue, if you're yes. American. Yeah. Then we get to go back to the cop shop and we get the best mom, oh, mom, I got a part oh of my the episode. Gosh. They appear earlier, but they definitely star at this point. Put this picture up, baby cakes. Okay. These two junior detectives are hard at work in the background. And I can only assume this is an incident room for this case because there's several big boards up and it's all evidence from this case. Never mind the security of the dig. The security of the cop shop's not the best either. So these two people in the background, this man and this woman, are working hard to figure something out in all the pictures that are up on this board. There's a picture of the dig. Yep. There's a picture of, uh, there's a map. She has her hand right on it. She's yeah. doing some physical acting. She, she, they both refer to a printout and yep. then point at something on the board. Yep. They're, they're really, they're conferring. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're really going watermelon, watermelon. Oh, watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Right. And those windows at the cop shop are the least cop shop windows ever. Yeah. I just think it's fun that, I mean, Barnaby is constantly telling Nelson and all the other sergeants, go do this, do this, do this. Things that would take hours. Yeah. These two people, they do all that work. They do all Those of two it. do all of it. They're that. working on this case and we never know their names. They canvass the neighborhoods. They're making all the phone calls. They're yeah. doing all the background searches. They're, they're doing their credit checks, banking records, phone records. Those two... I think they do all of it. I and actually, now that I see it, <laughs> the man is wearing jeans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's casual cop. Casual casual cop and lady cop. <laughs> I think lady cop is a bit sexist. She's not. They don't use WPC anymore. Okay. She's bun cop. Bun cop. She's got a bun, right? Yeah. Yeah. He has no hair, but <laughs> jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so then Cam is like, Sure, Barnaby, I'll go to the church and look at that set of bones. Bad idea. She's just doing her job. Yeah. And Bartholomew's like, of course, I'll show you right where they are, because he wants them to be exposed as a yeah, fake. absolutely. Here they are, and leaves her down there alone. She's got her little recorder. After he's the worst boyfriend in the world. Oh, my gosh. That I was the, love all my flock. You said you loved me. I love my whole flock. I love, I even love Valerie. And she's weird. <laughs> so then we have a weird sequence of events because everybody who's guilty now is in panic mode. Right. right. So the priest, the reverend, mm -hmm. uses an axe on the side of the building to lure Penny into, into the, the side portable, office, yeah. into the portable. Then he locks her in there because mm -hmm. he's going to steal the bones. He of takes the, off in the Volvo. He takes off in the Volvo to steal. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bingo for you. There's a bingo for you. To get the... To get the uh, he wants to swap the bones out. He wants to swap the bones out, which you would 
instantly recognize. Oh, yeah. Like, Valerie would be like, these bones don't look like the way they used to look. <laughs> They're a completely different color. Yeah. I thought, there's there, a, there's I thought a British Cam was going to be like, uh, this skeleton's male. Yeah. <laughs> there's a British Baseball Federation, so. Well, apparently, says, says uh, Lost in Paradise is, Death in Paradise is member. Yep. So, no problem getting a baseball bat. So, she says, so, so then Can't, we have this weird misdirect because we think that it's Dexter that's done it. Mm-hmm. Right, because he's taken off with the silver because he's just a nighthawk. Yeah, he's he's not a killer. He's like, yeah, uh, I'm gonna get everything I can out of this and then leave. Yeah, like I'm a skeezy thief, but I'm not a killer. No. So he gets arrested with the altar set, and, and that's when they know. Oh, it's, it's actually on. Penny. It's on in Cryptown. Yes, <laughs> we gotta go. Cam's with the body. We got to go. So in the crypt is Cam. Mm-hmm. And then Peter comes in. Right. Saying, what are you doing? Yeah, you shouldn't be down here. You, I don't want you to see me swapping these bones out. And then Penny comes in. And then Barnaby and Charlie show up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are five people there. Mm-hmm. Okay. In some miraculous situation, Penny has brought something to aid with, with, I guess, attacking Cam? I don't know what she has as a weapon. Yeah, so we, uh, we have the weapon. It's like a scalpel, kind of, with a big taped up handle and like a piece of strap on the end of it. Yeah. When it falls, you get a good look at it. I don't know what it's I, supposed to be. I don't know what it is. Um, but my favorite part of that scene is that, so Penny puts the knife to, to Cam's neck, right? And Nelson starts creeping around the back. He's creeping McCreeperson. And Peter is creeping the other way. Yeah. <laughs> because initially he thinks he's in trouble, right? The cops yeah. are going to catch me because I stole the car and the bones and I was going to swap them out and that's, that's a lie or whatever. But when he sees Nelson creeping that way to save Cam, he's like, well, don't mind me. Do 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 do. Yeah, I'll he's just, totally taken off. I'll just be on my way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. But I don't know what that knife is that she's got. Maybe yeah. somebody else can uh, can recognize it as for for what it is. Then okay, so yeah, so Cam's rescued. Da 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 da. Okay, then there's arrests. Peter is arrested. For stealing Penny's car? Yeah. I guess. I guess. If you're a criminal and your car gets stolen by somebody else, it's still a crime. I don't think Penny's going to be pressing charges. I don't think I don't think Grand Theft Auto becomes a charge thing that you have to charge people for. Oh. Unless she said, no, he borrowed my car. I let him borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> he was just bringing the bones over here for me. Um. Now, Dexter gets arrested. That makes sense, right? He was taken off with something that didn't belong to him for sure. He was leaving the village with it. But Noah also gets arrested. And I don't know about that. I mean, I guess Noah wrecked the archaeologist's office to try to scare them. He had evidence that Jared hurt somebody and didn't give it straight to the police. He is in possession of stolen property. 
He yeah. did destroy the monument and he did ruin the office. Oh, that's right. Jared's the one who destroyed the monument. Okay. He no, should Noah destroyed. Noah, sorry. Yeah. Noah. So he should get arrested. He yeah. destroyed public property. Yeah. So he, he should get arrested. So let's do let's do best corpse and then let's do um after the show. There's one more thing I want to okay. point out though okay. that's in the episode that okay. I think is probably the most dangerous thing that happens. Okay. At the very end, we're back at the tennis court, yeah. right? Nelson and Cam are playing tennis again, and they are yes. wearing their tennis whites. Yes. The Barnabys are sitting at a very nice little table outside a little cafe next to the tennis courts. Yep. With and, the dog who still has not gone to the bathroom. <laughs> Sykes, who's still got his legs crossed. And did you notice what they're drinking? They're drinking like wine with ice in it or something. I think it's Pim's Punch. Pim's, what, what is Pim's Punch? You've never heard of Pim's? I've heard of Pim's. Pim's number one. Yeah. And they call it like a, a Pim's cup. Yeah. The reason I think it's Pim's and not like sangria um, uh, is because of the stuff that's in it. So Pim's Punch has like slices of orange and lemon and strawberries and a little bit of mint. and the, But the base is lemonade and then Pim's. Yeah. I... I've tasted Pims, but it's been a really long time. I don't know if anybody in the chat um, has tasted it, but I looked up what it tastes like, and I quote, a strange hybrid of Jägermeister, apple juice, and iced tea. Oh. Okay. Which, mixed with lemonade and some some fruit might be okay. Yeah. It might be all right. But that's not what's so dangerous. They also have a bowl of strawberries. They do. Okay. Yeah. Both of those things... You do not eat if you are wearing white. No. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> the juice of a strawberry, one drop of that punch, ruined outfit. Ruined, ruined outfit. outfit. I mean, that's that's some dangerous drinking. I think it's actually Cam playing tennis at the end where she's screwing up. Yeah, well, then, then they show them full body. Yeah. At least <laughs> going for a ball, at yeah. least. Yeah. All right. You want to do best corpse? Let's introduce the segment here. Hold on. People will be so disappointed if they don't hear the sound effect. <laughs> nice corpse. There we go. Yep. It's not the same uh, without it. Yep. So we've got Zoe. Yep. Christopher. Christopher. Alex. Alex. Who's best? <sighs> Okay, Alex under the stone is pretty good. Come on, though. Christopher got impaled. Christopher gets impaled. <laughs> and he had to sit there with half a spear prosthetic glued to his tummy. Yeah, with blood. There's a lot of blood all over him and the desk and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving it to Christopher. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. Now, Ac after the credits. Yeah. So Penny's, so Penny's going to jail, obviously. Okay, first of all, <laughs> Bartholomew is gone. He's yes. like, goodbye. He's going to be you. looking for a different parish. Dexter's going to jail, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jared's going to jail, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Hannah? No. Well, I want to mm. get to Hannah at the end. Noah? Noah? Might go to jail. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, he might just get a caution. Rihanna and... Noah's relationship is done. Oh, yeah. Is way... She's going to say, you can keep the campground. I'm out of here. Yeah. She has no interest in running that place anyway. Then... Penny goes to jail. Yes. Valerie... Valerie's got to run the pub alone. Yeah, but... And, and also, Valerie has to be like, this thing that I 
entirely believed in for years. For I was years, wrong about. I was completely wrong about. Yeah. Do you think Peter stays? He might. Maybe. Well, then maybe they'll have each other for support. Peter and Valerie. They can be maybe, buddies. Maybe. And then Hannah. But Hannah... Okay, so as far as I know, the rules of when you find a bunch of stuff on your land, you have some agreement with the landover of how to split that. Yes. So she has done nothing wrong. No. She may have roughed up those Nighthawks. They can press charges yeah. if they want to. They were trespassing, so she didn't hurt them. And that horde, from what... Why is the horde in dirt, by the way? I, I would think that it would be a good idea just to pick the whole thing up as one block and, and clean it and take it apart Maybe. in a lab setting. Okay. She's not going to Exeter to the lab. No, no. Um. So... So she they, is comes out on top. So whoever funded the dig would have had to make a deal with Hannah to to dig on her land, yep. and the agreement would have been that they would share in the profit of something, right? Even with the portable antiquities scheme, if the government claimed it, they still have to pay you a fair market value, and they would have split that between the university and the landowner, yeah, the archaeologist and the landowner, yeah. So I would assume that when the court cases are over and that the the horde can actually be monetized in some way, that Hannah's going to get probably half of it. I would think, at least. It was found on her land. She yeah. owns it. Yeah. It's hers. Definitely. So, yeah, I would think that she would make out pretty well. They, they estimate it to be worth over a million dollars, right? At least a million. So she's going to... necklace alone. So she's going to get half of that. She's going to be all right. Yeah. Oh, boy. So that's the episode. Yes. And now we have all the other stuff with it. I know. Oh, it's an extravaganza. Are you ready for a quiz? Yes. So what we would like you to do is get ready for a Midsummer Trivia quiz. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is not a hard quiz. Okay. If you watch the show, you should be able to get the questions right. You should be okay. But we don't want you to post the answers in the chat. Not right away. Yeah. We're going to ask all the questions. So if you can, you got a scrap piece of paper or something like that, you can jot your answer down to each question. And then we'll go through them again and see how many people got them right. So please don't post the answers in the chat. Right. Okay. That's what we're asking. Mark is going to post the question in the chat while I read the questions. Yes. Hold on. Let me get that going here. Then you can jot down your answer on a scrap piece of paper. Okay. I got the trivia quiz up here. Okay. So we'll just give you 15, 20 seconds to get your piece of paper. Yep. Or. And this is, this is by no means of our own design. And it's not, oh, no. it's not one of those crazy impossible quizzes. No, I borrowed questions from lots and lots of places that I thought were fair questions that if you pay attention to the episodes, you can answer them. And I just thought it would be fun to see how many we could all get right. Yes. Because we all love the midsummer. So. so there are 15 questions. Yes. So jot down your answers as we go, and then we'll go through them again and see how many we got right. Are we ready? Yes. Okay, are you ready with question one? I am ready with question one. Question one. In Sauce for the Goose, what is the sauce? Oh. Braveheart didn't get bingo, by the way. 
Question two. Hold on, hold on. I gotta like. Copy I'm queuing you up here. <laughs> okay. Question two. Question two. What was Bantling Boy? Okay, my copy didn't work. Question two. It's been posted. Okay. Question three. What was the first name of the murdered postman in Dark Autumn? (laughs) (laughs) And his first name is not Boob Grabber, though he is. Yeah, he does grab the boob. (laughs) Okay. Question four. You spelled a word wrong in this question. Oh, sorry. Are you ready for question four? Well, you spelt it the British way, so I'm assuming that you... Okay. Okay, I corrected it. Question number four. What happened to Detective Sergeant Scott? We'll also take creative answers for that. Oh, yeah, if you got a fun <laughs> answer, that's good, too. You ready for number five? Hold on. Yes. Number five, what was the destroying angel? I can't believe in that episode, if you recall, that episode of Midsummer Maniacs, we researched the the mushroom conference that he went to. Did you just give away the answer? No. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Worst quiz master ever. Did not. Ready for number six? Yep. How did Honoria Lydiard die? She's one of my favorite characters in Midsummer. She is. Yep. Number seven. What was the secret society at the Devington School? We should have quiz music here. We should. I keep remembering about the funny part that we talked about in these episodes. Number eight. In Death of a Hollow Man, what play was being performed at the Corn Exchange? Which is the theater that's kind of the center of the episode, by the way. I'm not being tricksy, talking about the theater next door or anything. No. Okay. Number nine. In Picture of Innocence... Who gets framed for the murders? Do, 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 do. Oh, damn it, I sang. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) Number 10. What's the show called in France? What's Midsummer Murders called in France? In France. Number 11. They've all gone quiet. They're all Google. I know. They're writing down their answers they're and not their sharing answers. the answers prematurely in the chat. They're, they're, do, they're doing a great job. They're of doing not a great job. Number 11. What nationality is Anna, the first victim in Strangler's Wood? Eggs? No eggs. <laughs> no eggs. eggs? <laughs> <laughs> the cook, <laughs> the housekeeper. No. Okay. All right. Number 12. What competition does Joyce Barnaby get to be a judge for? That's number 12. 
Ready for 13? This is riveting. I know. Podcasting. I know, but when we get to the answers, we'll have fun. Number 13. Somebody said earlier that the missing 12 minutes of podcast will now become a a conspiracy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Number 13. What were the pot brownies called in Faithful Unto Death? I love when Tom eats them. He gets so happy, dances and walks on the little wall and everything. It's so cute. Number 14, our second to last question. Henry Cavill went on to play Superman and The Witcher. What was his character caught doing in Midsummer? He was so young. He was. He's handsome, though. He is. Mm-hmm. All right, and our very last question. Who was initially blamed for the murders in the incident at Cooper Hill? Okay, you guys are fantastic. The fact that nobody blurted out answers I know. is just amazing. I know. Okay. Are we ready to go through them? Yeah. All right. Now, you can say your answer, whether it's the real answer and you know you're right or... You've made one up that you think yeah, is good. And I'll, okay. I'll pay attention to, to the chat. You pay attention to the chat. Okay. Yep. The first question. In Sauce for the Goose, what is the sauce? And we'll have a little bit of delay here with the chat. Yeah, we, we're going to have a little delay on the chat here. So this is the family who own the factory. This is where a guy named Dexter gets cooked. Oh, by the way, I, I checked last week. The woman who kills everybody in the... Sculpture Garden is also the same woman who kills everybody in Sword of Guillaume. Oh, yes. She, she's only been a killer. Yes. I don't know if she's the only person to have done that. Yes. <laughs> Adultery. That's the sauce. <laughs> relish. Danielle got yes, it right. Yes. Do you want a little adultery is. on your turkey? Oh, brown sauce. Oh. <laughs> Plumber's relish. That's very good. You is know it, the name so of it and everything. Is, yeah. Yep. All right. Number two. Plummets. What... Was Bantling Boy? So this is this this is the game. I always forget that this episode is the one with the video games, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're relishing adultery. Relishing adultery. <laughs> <laughs> so Bantling Boy is the name of something in the episode that's not the video game, though we did list the name of the video game. Mm. I forget what it was, but. Bantling Boy is a racehorse. Yeah. That's right. Jay Kern's got it first. Yep. Woo. All right. Well, we can't th- go first because people are I all know. over the world. I know. Right. 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 <laughs> somebody said computer game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. What was the first theme of the murdered postman in Dark Autumn? So this is right at the cold opening. And the, the killer <laughs> runs up with the, with the, um, sickle and just, yeah. Wham! I know. <laughs> It's brutal. And Barnaby's like, he almost took his head off. Oh, he's got his little boom box playing that creepy music in the dark. Yeah. And the the little girl finds him. Yeah. Yeah. That that little girl, even though she's not a cleaner, she's allowed in the midsummer cleaner. She can get therapy there. Yep. David. Dave. David on special occasions or to his close friends, right? Dave to his close friends. (laughs) Certainly that woman who gets boob grabbed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I was like, what is the mailman doing in England? Like, whoa. I have a special delivery. Wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I forget we're on video. I can go, wah, wah, and everybody wah, wah. will get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to being on audio. Nobody can see. All right. So whatever happened to Detective Sergeant Scott? That's so, number four. So there's the official answer, and then there's the got sucked into the Twilight Zone <laughs> or didn't renew his contract or thought he could go somewhere else or yeah, but wasn't the, a right but fit. But in the show, yeah. what did they say happened to him? Yeah. We go quiet because yeah. we're waiting for the yeah. chat. We're waiting for the chat. <laughs> he got sick. Yes. yes. Oh, disappeared possibly. I like that, Kimberly. <laughs> abduction. Yes. He got sick. He called in sick and just never showed up again. And nobody ever worries about like, where did he go? What happened to him? Oh, he's gone now. It's done. He, he went upstairs like the girl in family. <laughs> <laughs> never came back down. Well, or uh, like uh, Jimmy, uh, Richie Cunningham's brother. He yeah. went off to college and never came he's back. He's off hanging out with Betty. We'll yeah. never see him again. All right. Number five. What was the destroying angel? I think you already answered this yes. one. Yes. Oh. Mushroom. You gave it away. You I totally gave, it, gave away. it away. But that is such a great episode, except for the 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 voice. What did we see? Um what did we see Punch and Judy on the other day? Oh, it was in uh Larkins. Yeah, yeah. it was in Larkins. Yeah. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, so the destroying angel is a mushroom. Yeah. Okay. It's a real mushroom. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, so... Personally, I think all mushrooms are disgusting. You think they're all poisonous. Mushrooms can be good. Number six. How did Honoria Lydiard die? Gosh, she's awesome. She's so crazy. She is Looney McToony. She's like a cross between Norman Bates and his own mother. Yeah. In one person. (laughs) She's awesome. How but, did, but how did she die? But her sister successfully rolls a, a dexterity check. Oh, yeah. She dodges. Yeah. <laughs> the first character in Midsummer to know how to duck. She does. Yes. Fell out a window. She flew out a window. Yeah. <laughs> she dove. She dove at her sister-in-law and her sister-in-law went, no, you don't. <laughs> she oh. Yeah. Out the window. Out the window. Defenestration. Oh. oh, nocturnal druid with the name. With yeah. The, with the proper name. The fancy, fancy yeah. words. Yeah. All right. Number seven. What was the secret society? Well, propelled by her own insect. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Number seven. What was the secret society at the Devington School? And the answer is not Big Spoon. Big Spoon. <laughs> Man, when, he's, when he's trudging across the field and he's just got his big spoon it's like <laughs> like okay what's my motivation well you're gonna walk across this field with your big spoon to go kill him yep okay yep i'm coming with the big spoon yeah and nobody can dodge the big spoon you can see him coming from far away and it doesn't matter Yep. The Pudding, pudding club. club. Spoon Club. <laughs> spoon Club. For bonus points, who plays spoons? Oh, Jones? Nope. Troy. Troy plays uh, spoons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy can play spoons. Yep. That's right. He's got secret talents. Yep. And a wedding ring in that episode. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, number eight. In Death of a Hollow Man, what play was being performed at the Corn Exchange? I have to say, this death on stage is one of the most disturbing deaths in all of midsummer for me yeah it is so 
unbelievably possible. CB cat with there is no spoon. <laughs> Matrix murders. Yes. Like, just the idea that you would kill yourself, basically. Yeah, he kills himself. And in front of on people. On accident. On, yeah. And, and Joyce is so upset. Her... That a is the play that requires proper prop checking. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it is Amadeus. You guys are right. Yeah. I just, the thought of that just blows me away. Yeah. It's a very clever murder. Yeah. And so disturbing. Absolutely. All right, number nine. In Picture of Innocence, who's framed for the murders? Framed for the murders. I feel really sorry in this episode. But it's like some technology being leveraged there to frame yeah. somebody. It's the digital versus the analog. Remember when you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> Walking down the street, swinging our swinging digital our cameras. Little digital cameras. Gosh, that was so silly. We wear leather jackets and carry little digital yes. cameras. Tom, Tom Barnaby. Barnaby. Oh my gosh, Joyce is legitimately upset. She's like... Were you really kissing that woman? He's like, no, I wasn't. I've kissed lots of other ladies, but not that lady. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> What's me? Is she a psychiatrist who's involved in a case? Yeah, mm. really. Yeah. All right. Number 10. What's the show called in France? France. It has a different name. I couldn't And this find is, I think, in Germany, too, and most of Scandinavia is, yeah. is this. I, don't know, I couldn't find other... Um, uh, dramatically different names than than this one or Midsummer Murders. To see what if they called it something anywhere else. Also, if you want to list what it's called in your country, if it's not Midsummer Murders. Yeah, if that's not what it's called, but I think it probably is for everybody. Barnaby, Inspector Barnaby. Inspector that's right. Inspector Barnaby. Yep, that's right. Man, I don't know why. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure either. Um, Midsummer is a weird word, by the way. We're not a, when we started, we got at least two quite questions a week. Like, how can you do an entire epi uh, podcast, podcast on a movie called Midsummer? I'm like, cause we're not doing that's Midsummer. Yeah. The a, disturbing movie. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. It's a sad, disturbing movie. Okay. That granted. And it's a great piece of art that deserves its own podcast. But not 109 episodes. Oh, Inspector Barnaby. Inspector Barnaby. Or Criminal Commissar Barnaby. Oh, Derek like Commissar Barnaby. <laughs> Speaking of Amadeus. Yeah. What's the connection? What? Between Der Commissar and Amadeus. Oh, because uh, both Falco did Amadeus and Der Commissar. That's right. Falco songs. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know why we was going to talk about Falco here. You never know. If we're you don't know who Falco is, go watch Amadeus. One of the greatest music videos. Rock me, Amadeus. Yep, one of yep. the greatest music videos of all time. Yeah, and you need your twirly mustache. You're right. Okay. Yep. Number 11. What nationality is Anna, the first victim in Strangler's Wood? Eggs? No eggs. No, that's not her. Anna's the one who <laughs> gets killed right She was away. the model for the cigarette yeah. company. Yeah. She gets killed. But where is she from? Other than the wood. <laughs> Those creepy boys. Brazilian Falco. Yes. <laughs> 
I saw that nocturnal druid. He said Brazilian Falco. And then he's like, no, I answered two <laughs> questions at once. Back up. She was Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah. And that's that weird scene. There's the commercial that she yeah, was in. She in like walks commercial. into the bar. Oh, that's a weird episode. A lot of them are weird, honey. That's why we love it. <laughs> yes. All right. Number 12. What competition does Joyce Barnaby get to be a judge for? She's involved in all kinds of things, but I can only remember her actually being a judge for one thing. And what was it? It's the epitome of midsummeriness, too. Yes. What she's a judge for. So we'll see if anybody can get it right. I bet you they will. Uh, no problem. They're, they're, they've done fantastic so far. So. Oh, Nocturnal Druid, you have nothing to be sorry nothing for. That to was worry funny. About. We're all friends here. We're all friends here. So what was she a judge for? Perfect Village. Perfect that is village. right. Yep. Boy, it doesn't turn out to be the perfect village. <laughs> That's in the episode called Judgment Day. Yes. You got it. All right. Number 13. What were the pot brownies called in Faithful Unto Death? I love those old people. She's mutton dressed as lamb. Yes. They're fantastic. <laughs> Would you like a dog of the hot variety? Bunny and his monocle and his uh, magnified glass. Yeah, and, but they're uh, at the, like, it's a, like a medieval reenactment fair. Yeah. And the, the couple selling the, flogging the hot dogs and hamburgers. Yep. A hot dog, a dog of the hot variety. <sighs> Bunny cakes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You know, up in Canada, they could make some bunny cakes. Yeah, they could. Here in Indiana, they, those are illegal. No yep. bunny cakes for us. No. All right. Number 14. Henry Cavill went on to play Superman and The Witcher. But what was his character caught doing in Midsummer? He's also um, in The Man from Uncle. Oh. Which I wish they made more of. He was really good in that. I yeah. liked it. He's a good actor. He I is. like Henry Cavill. Yes. He but he's a very young, not Orlando Bloom young. No. But he's young in this episode. He is. He is. And uh, he has a run-in with the guy who plays the groundskeeper in Harry Potter. Yes. And there's a, a stuffed fox. Yes. <laughs> yeah, rawr, Kimberly's rawr, like... Bonking! Bonking! Bing, bing, bing! <laughs> Kimberly's like, I got all the bunny cakes I want. That's nice. <laughs> yep, we can. Rumpy pumpy. Yep. I sombreros. <laughs> Being a punk. Yeah, yes. he should be. Yes. And specifically, he's having sex with his best friend's mom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. In a car in the woods. But oh. he gets it. He gets it. He gets a, a, a bear trap on his leg and he gets killed. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last question. Who was initially blamed for the murders in the incident at Cooper Hill? This is a recent episode. Yeah. It reminded me of Rendlesham Forest. There's a hint. Yes. We'll see. Poaching? Yeah. You can call it poaching if you want to with a wink. You want to go poaching? Hey, I didn't gonna... know he was in the Tudors, too. Mm. He's been in a lot of things. He's a good actor. He's busy. He's a busy guy. He's busy. He's also like a huge geek. Like... Nerd. Yeah. Yeah. He's total nerd, man. Aliens! <laughs> yes. Absolutely. They think that a UFO yep. is... Has kidnapped her. Well, the police never think that, but some other people think that. That is the end of the quiz. I wonder if anybody got 15 right. If you did. Good on you. 
You are a maniac. Yes. Though, if you were in this live stream and you tried to answer, you're already qualified as a maniac, I think. <laughs> you wouldn't be here if you weren't a maniac. <laughs> Death of Stall Coppers. We're going to get to that episode. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're little policemen and they die. Yes. They're small coppers. Small coppers. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to play the video here. Now, because of my setup, I'm unsure if the music's going to come through. It should come through. Mm -hmm. Okay. But we're going to need somebody to confirm. We're going to need you to confirm. Okay. Kimberly got 14 out of 15. Gold All star. right. Okay. If the video does not play the audio, I'm not going to fix it now. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to play the whole thing. It's two minutes. Yeah. Okay. And then I will post it. I'm going to post it today anyway. Yeah. Okay. You got six, Monica? Oh, you need to be worried. Watch. You need to be going through every one of these maniac episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, so we're going to play it. We're going to play it. And then while you're watching it, of course, sing along. Because it's fantastic. It's to the Oh Christmas Tree. Yes. Or Oh Tannenbaum. It's Oh Midsummer, Oh Midsummer. Mm -hmm. We originally tried to do another song. We tried to do Baby It's Cold Outside as Baby It's Midsummer Outside. Those tapes have been destroyed. They will never see the light of day. That was in a key that we couldn't quite achieve. No. <laughs> it was a way... Way harder song. Way harder song than we realized. <laughs> and then O Tannenbaum was much easier. It's like, oh Christmas tree. We can sing that one. Yeah. All okay. right. Are you ready? So we want you to sing along, but we also <laughs> then we're gonna come on come back for a few minutes after that mm -hmm. and answer any questions you guys might have for us because we had last time we had a, a bunch of questions and answer. Yeah, we did period. a little QA at the yeah, end. So, if you don't, that's fine too. Yeah. But if there's anything you want to know, we're happy to answer yeah. questions. Okay. So are you ready for the world premiere of we're calling this Oh Midsummer. As so. ready as I will ever be okay. to know that people are going to hear us sing. Okay. Um, your mic's going to be live okay. while it's on, so we can't really talk. Okay. 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 We're back. It's over? Yeah, it's over for it us. Okay. So. Did they hear the ass? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because i'm i can still see it playing yeah. but we're done okay now it's done all right okay happy holidays happy maniacs. holidays <laughs> i said ass you went ass <laughs> oh my gosh to put that together this week was oh oh Oof. Wait a minute. Oof. Wait a minute. Yes, you edited it together, okay? Yes, but we decided not to do Baby It's Cold Outside. And the next morning, I wrote the, yes. the whole song. You wrote the whole song the next morning. And this was Tuesday. <laughs> and already had the clips ready for you to go yeah. along with the lyrics. So yeah. I'm just saying, I know you did the editing, but... yeah. I had to write the lyrics really quickly. <laughs> and you pulled it together. 
So okay. if you want to stick around for Q&A, that's great. We'll stick around for a little while. Yeah, we'll stick around for a few minutes if to you do don't some want Q&A. To. Thank you so much for coming. Happy holidays Happy to holidays. all of you people. You're all so fantastic. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay away from the Omicron and the Delta. Yeah. Now make sure you get your uh, jabs. Yeah. All three now. Yeah. Be healthy. Absolutely. So, so let's have a look and see if there are any questions for us great team yeah it's i I always i joke around that if you want to see if you should marry somebody you should put together um flat pack furniture together and if you can do that without arguing then then you know that you can you can weather some some roughness you know you get along but writing a parody song and recording it and then editing to have a video in less than 36 hours is is a test too and it was all good. Okay, so we do have definitely have some questions right away. What can you tell us about how the kids are doing? They're all done with finals. Yep. Which is awesome. I wish I was. I've still got tons of grading to do. I have no grading to do. <laughs> I don't do I don't teach anymore, but yeah. <laughs> no, they're doing really really well. Everybody survived the semester um, and we're hoping that next semester they'll be, you know, back on campus and in class. We'll see. Um, what the holiday brings and whether or not we have to quarantine or whatever, but all good. Making gingerbread houses, baking cookies, and making the house smell good when we're too busy to do those things. My for gosh, a of days. Pie, pie pie. This is great. I can't wait for next year's. <laughs> <laughs> do we watch Die Hard on Christmas? I love that movie. It's such yeah. a great Christmas movie. You wouldn't think it would be. It is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh Oh, what are we going to do after? A lot of people ask us what we're going to do when we're done with Midsummer. Yes. So next year's Christmas song won't be a Midsummer Christmas parody. We don't know what it will be. It'll be a mystery parody. Yeah. So we'll be transitioning to a mystery podcast. Mystery some, maniacs. Yeah, it'll be so mystery So we can cover maniacs. more things. Yeah. Um, and when we get close to that, we will certainly be asking for recommendations of, of what you want us to cover. Um, and we probably won't do like all the episodes of a show. Um, we'll pick and choose and do yeah. like a short series on something like a Father Brown. Like we'll do three or four weeks on Father Brown and then do, yeah. you know, some a few weeks on Poirot or something like that. But when Midsummer returns, the maniacs will return. Yes. <laughs> and we will do a show like a traditional one episode to one episode. Yeah. Uh, situation of midsummer maniacs um so somebody says that there's fewer reenactments at the ends of the episodes and i I think so too and i i don't have any reasoning for that i don't know why these episodes have fewer reenactments unless it's just because the murder methods become a bit crazier and so it's harder to reenact how that works like in the episode with the bees i mean how, how do you yeah, I mean, you just can't. Um, but I'd be open to hearing other people's theories, too. I love Foyle's War. Yeah. Foyle is another guy that reminds me of my dad quite a bit. Yeah. So um, someone asked about our best Christmas gifts because they were saying it's pretty dark where they are right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're hoping things are going to make a turn for the good in the next couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully, that would be good. 
Best Christmas gifts. Um, I got a leaf sweater from my wife. That was pretty good. Uh, I got a typewriter keyboard that was from somebody pretty good. But I did get a 500-year-old piece of paper Yeah, that was printed. Yeah, I have, I have a piece of paper that was That's printed. That's as old as St. Sicily. Yeah, it's, it was uh, printed <laughs> in 1485 cool. in Germany. And yeah. I have that piece of paper in the house. Yeah, right it's now, really so. it's really awesome. What about you? I I mean, I'm, there's all kinds of gifts, but I'm hoping this year um, to focus on things we can do together. Yeah. In the house and things really, at home. Really, our so. Christmas gift this year is olive. Yeah, that's true. Because, man, she's cute, but we paid for every bit of that cuteness. <sighs> They're pricey. Yeah. Um, but she's awesome. But she's so fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the nice comments that you're saying. Yes, I you're am a Leafs fan. I, I, am a, <laughs> I am a Leafs fan. And not only am I a Leafs fan, I've committed the, the gravest child abuse thing of making my, ch- my son also into a Leafs fan. So... Because of that, <laughs> you are long suffering, very long loyal fans to a team. Yeah, fans. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank all of you. I, we get letters all the time saying yep. you guys have helped us through a tough time yep. or, you know, you you make me happy when I listen and I need that right now. And we have to say the feeling is absolutely mutual. We've been really fortunate We've not gotten sick. We haven't lost anybody close to us yep. over the last no year and a half, two years. No one in the gotten sick, so um, we've been very lucky. But, you know, things have been stressful and tough, and uh, I know a lot of people have had it worse, but I have to say that knowing that you guys are listening and the fun that we have interacting with you has has been helpful to us, too. So Nancy we, Fuller is no longer a fan of the podcast. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> she left because you like the Leafs? <laughs> Montreal Canadiens. Oh, oh. She's a Habs fan. <laughs> Some of us just don't even care about hockey. Just saying, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, but uh, thank you. The other thing I want to say is, again, uh, and I'm going to extend this into January, anything that gets purchased at the the store in the months of December and January, we're going to give that money to Meals on Wheels. Yep. Um, because that's that's super good, and it's a super great charity, and... Like, oh my gosh, I love you both. You got me through my father's passing. We're, you know, we were, this podcast has made the, uh, the pandemic livable for us. Yeah. Like we were, we were going along fine in this podcast and then the pandemic happened and we took like a week off, I think. And then we came back and said, WTF? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it just has been so important to me to get through this period. Yeah. It's, it definitely, we thank you all from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely. And the, the crazier the world gets, the more divided, the more partisan, the more nasty people behave. Yeah. I always just remember that you guys are out there and that you're lovely people and that not everybody. It, it's so easy to think that everybody is nasty and it's just not true. It's we just have, not true. We have yet to get anything in any way across all our social medias that's slightly nasty, except for what Nancy said about the Montreal Canadiens there. <laughs> But um, 
other than that, everything has been total love. Yes, absolutely. And hey, you guys give me a great excuse to spend a couple hours a week with my favorite person. So I'll take it. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, maniacs. It has been two hours and 10 minutes almost. Have incredible holidays. Please get some rest. Enjoy the people that you love. Take care of yourselves. And we will be back on what date does our next episode release? Uh, the first episode you after had to ask me that. the holiday. Now I have to look it up. Now you have to look it up. Is it the third or is it the eleventh? I think we're going to. He's the keeper of the calendar. Hold on. I think we're going to take next week off because it's Christmas. I don't really want to record on Christmas Day. Um, and then we'll rec- but we will record on the 1st of January. So our next episode will be the 3rd of January. Yes. And then there'll be a newsletter out later that week. All right. So, so. until then, have great holidays. Happy holidays to all of you. <laughs> Are we ready? Yep. Bye, maniacs. Bye, maniacs. <laughs>